Super Talk Mississippi media production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so very, very much for being here. You know what? It's almost the end of June. That's the time here in the South when we change all of our favorite colognes and aftershaves and perfumes. And we begin, if we haven't already, to don the scents of sunscreen and insect repellent. I suggest that you do that. I'm waiting for the product. One of y'all out there that's that clever, make me one. Make me a sunscreen with insect repellent in it, and I'm yours. Okay, let's go. What's on your mind? What's happening in your garden today? 601. That's right. You got the text line. You know it. 879-4395. The ceasefire text line is always available to you. You guys are waking up this morning also with the Super Talk call line in your hand, 888-808-8637. That's how you get in touch with me, your garden mama, on Saturdays. You might be listening at another point in time. You might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be listening on demand. Um, you might be listening in the podcast world. All of that's at supertalk.fm, information and also links. So I appreciate you whenever you happen to be able to join me. I got a very sweet note this week from someone who has just discovered the podcast, and she said, it's perfect. I can take you out into the on, on the farm with me, and, and everything goes well. I'm, I really like that idea. I kind of want to be whispering in your ear anyway, so I like the notion that you are willing to do that and that it's working for you. It's one of the things, as I wrote about in the newsletter this week, um, that maybe I'm amazed about. Sir Paul McCartney, who was, I will grant you, not my favorite Beatle, no offense to anybody who's, you know, particularly devoted, but he turned 80 this week. And that, of course, is an, is an accomplishment for anybody, but particularly for a musician who still goes out and plays and writes new songs, apparently. So my hat is off to him. And I, I've got to say that the, the clips from his birthday concert were pretty fun. Um, he, he's not He's not my Beatle, but... He might be yours, and I'm glad he's around. I'm, it's an interesting thing. You know what else happened this week? Oh, my goodness. As if we didn't know already, gardening takes guts. We've talked about that here many, many times. I am just a little bit obsessed with the biome in uh, my particular stomach, and you should be with yours as well. What's going on in there, as we have learned over time, affects not only our mood and our digestive abilities, but also, frankly, the way we think and how we see the world and what kind of cognition we have, because it either works or it doesn't work. And if yours is not working, I suggest you find a way to get it to work. So that you can be healthy and happy. The same thing's going on in the bee world. Mm-hmm, that's right. We all thought that it was all about us. People, people have, we have a tendency to do what is called anthropomorphize anything. 
we 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 name you know our 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 animals with human names. We don't ask them what their name is. We we name um, things like we need things like the bees. We say, well, what we need is this is National Pollinator Week, so we need more pollinator plants. And absolutely, we do, because York University is letting us know that the very very most local environment that a bee lives in or travels to on a regular basis, you know, they can forage quite a distance away from where they live. This is the whole part of figuring out how they're staying healthy and how we can keep them healthy. And guess what? It goes all the way back to the local environment's impact on the health and the diversity of the gut microbiome, uh, my- microbiome excuse me, of the wild bees that they studied. I love this. If we can understand where the stressors are and we can ameliorate those situations, we can take away some of the – we find out what the early threats are going to be, what the indicators are of that, and deal with that. Perhaps we can help the bees from more than one point of view. That being said, it is National Pollinator Week, so make sure you're out there planting some pollinators or – I know it's hot – deadheading your flowers so that they can bloom again. And, yes – This morning as I was driving out the driveway, I could hear my hydrangeas calling, water, water. (laughs) It's not rained at my house in quite a while. One set of them is fine. They don't get quite as much direct light, and there's not as much competition in the bed. But now that the limelight has taken over that particular space in the, the sunny part of that bed, and it is beautiful, the the Nikos, the, the, the mop heads with the blue, and, and one's blue and one's kind of purple. I don't know how I did that, but it's lovely. They're, they, they're both crying. I've got to do that today. It's been several days since I got out and worried about them. Trey and Grenada on the... Uh, on the text line, never fails to make me just tickled. And, and of course, for those of you who know, I, I do not eat pork. I, I do miss bacon occasionally, but it's only with a BLT in mind. It's not a religious thing with me. It's, it's a, a health thing. I had to make some choices. And one of those choices was to eat less meat altogether, which has been very beneficial for me. may not be for you, but it, it is for me. Trey says... I want to grow my own food, but I can't find bacon seeds. Now, of course, this is Trey, who has a field full of squash and tomatoes and everything else. So he can make that joke. All right. And I have a feeling that probably if he wanted, you know, one or two or ten little piglets, he probably could get those, too. (laughs) But it's a cute sign. And you're right. Your tomatoes look gorgeous, by the way. Always fun to see other people's hard work. (laughs) Now, I had one worm and one stink bug. They're dead now on my one of my container tomatoes. And it told me yet again how important it is, especially when you're doing container gardening, to make sure that you're putting other plants in different places. In other words, the one tomato over here got the bugs, but the two over there didn't because there's one in one place, one in another, one in a third spot. And in between them are peppers and flowers and different things. I really know this, and you can know it too. All you have to do is demonstrate it to yourself. Diversity in the way you plant your plants or where you put the pots that the plants are in makes a difference when it comes to pest control. It's one of the fundamentals of sustainable gardening, and that, of course, is what I'm all about. Bill in Poplarville has tons of aphids on his pepper plants. And they're not responding to spinosad, spinosad or insecticidal soap. Any suggestions? Mm, well, I wish you had more ladybugs because they're pretty good at it. But if the aphids are hatching at faster than eight days, it, it, I've heard some people tell me that it's six now, but I've not seen that in my garden. I had um, good 
I had a good opportunity with spinosad to get rid of some aphids on some of my peas, and it did work. Um, I will let me suggest this: get your hose and turn it on to the biggest blast you possibly can. Blast them off because the aphids are slow and it's hard for them to climb back up. As soon as you blast them off, then spray the plants. Again, with whichever of your preferences this is, that I would use insecticidal soap because it's actually ooier. <laughs> That's a wonderful word for a professional to use. But it, it melts their bodies a little faster. And if you do have um, any, any need to do so, you can spray insecticidal soap more than once every eight days. Okay? Try that, Bill. See if it'll work. It may or may not. Um, let's see. The... Oh, okay. Lisa's in Clara. Is that right? In Clara, Mississippi. Her question is, what can I use to kill the worm nest um, in my pecan trees? Well, mm, if the trees are small enough, you can wrap a piece of cheesecloth around a broom or a rake and pull them down, and that's actually the most effective. The reason that they're inside of that web, you know, the webworms, the reason they're in there is because that's what Basically, the insecticide that you might spray brushes off. In other words, it rolls off just like it would roll off of a roof. It it doesn't attach and doesn't penetrate in there. If the trees are bigger than that, generally speaking, we 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 don't worry about it because they're not. The trees are going to be bigger than the problem. If it is otherwise, if your trees are, you know, for example, um, I had a client once who moved to a place and there were three pecan trees and two of them were completely covered up in webworms. That's the case for getting in touch with the county agent in your your county and giving yourself the opportunity to not only meet other pecan growers, but also to find out who else has who has some equipment that can get up that high and get them out. And that's that's usually somebody in the area. So I would suggest that. Okay, a couple of ideas for that. I hope it helps. So it's a problem. It's not a big problem, but it's a problem in, and can grow into a bigger problem. Um, oh, fun. Well, that's wonderful. Paula from Dentville is letting us know that since I mentioned BLTs, today is the Tomato Festival in Crystal Springs. That's that's a fun go. If you've not been, you, you really ought to. There's, and, it, and it's always on a, a day when I'm at work, except rarely. <laughs> so, what? I think I did their show there once a hundred years ago from from another place. But it's also true that if you've never seen, um, gosh, I hope they still have this. There's a fiberglass tomato that's bigger than a truck, and it's really beautiful. There's a cool museum. There's all kinds of stuff. If you don't know the story about Crystal Springs and tomatoes, you need to go to learn that. Um, to, the, 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 we have had many, many things that this country, frankly, has lost because we let go of our trains and at one point you would you could count on tomatoes from Crystal Springs Mississippi in Chicago because that's where the trains go all right you could count on strawberries from Louisiana in Chicago and even further north because that's where the train took them and that was one of the things that we we don't do that so much anymore. We it's unfortunate. I think I, I think we have more stuff to move now. Not to, that's, that's not to say anything about my trucker buddies. I love y'all. You know it. But sometimes it's helpful to have that train car full of tomatoes. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of tomatoes, and it was a good it was a good business for them for a, a long period of time. Are you worried about jellyfish? 
I come from a family that worries about jellyfish. We went to Gulfport every summer of my childhood, and every summer of my childhood, we wore the kids from last year, even if they were too tight, because we didn't want to ruin the new ones that were for this year. We put on the tight kids from last year, and that's what we wore into the Gulf, so that we didn't have as much opportunity to step on stuff. And also, because at that time, sometimes in the daytime, the jellyfish would sink. I don't know if that's the way they behave now. And so there were all sorts of things that we did to avoid that. Um, That's when I learned that it's okay to wear your daddy's great big white shirt, even though it's a little frayed at the collars, because that's the one you wear to the beach. (laughs) Us pale faces have to to think about these things. And even sunscreen doesn't help all the time. So I'm really interested in this particular piece of of study coming out of uh, the Stowers Institute for Medical Research. Jellyfish hurt. Let's face it, it just hurts. But how does this work? How does it work with jellyfish? How do the corals, the coral and sea anemones, the coral anemones and the sea anemones, how does this actually work? And I think this is fascinating. They've been studying the starlet sea anemone, which is nemastatella, in case you were wondering about that. Um, it, it is the absolutely cool microscopic imaging stuff that we could not see before, but we can now see it. And then they developed a model to show us this tiny mechanism that they've been trying to find for more than 100 years. It's really cool. They, they did um, all sorts of stuff, fluorescent microscopy, advanced imaging, 3D electron microscopy, all this other sort of stuff, and, of course, genetic understanding so they knew who they were looking at. But the process is driven by one of our favorite things, the change in osmotic pressure. Think how many things in this world work on that particular principle. It's very, very cool. The second part of it marks the discharge, and then that the whole thing is just, I mean, I can't even tell you, it happens faster than the snap of a finger. That's how powerful it is. That is how ornate and complicated our world is. Our universe is built of things that are much more complex than we can imagine until we're able to develop the technology to get in there and look at it. How cool is that? Now, they still can't keep me from getting stung, at this moment. But now that we understand how it works, we might have some hope for that in the future. Let's see. (laughs) Wait and see about that one. Um, Yes, I have, in fact. Jeremy is is in Vicksburg, um, and he's he's growing um, tomatoes in in concrete blocks. Um, The interesting thing for that is kind of like hay bale gardening to me. Once you get to the end of it, what do you do with what's left? And you can't com- you, you can compost the hay bale sometimes, but you certainly can't compost the, the cement block. But this is very cool looking, very very cool. I like the um, other one that I saw recently where the I'm, I'm really would like to do this at my I have pavers that I'm, I created out of rubble in one section of my courtyard, and in between them there are gaps. And what I've seen recently are people that are planting seeds in those gaps. I've, I've done that before, but it never worked real well. And I've got a, few more, a couple more ideas of how to work, make it work now. I'm thinking about putting some of my cabbages in there. So apparently all they need to be able to do is come up. And as soon as they come up, they'll use the soil underneath and the nutrition in that soil. And who knows? We might get another way to grow. You never can tell. Um, let's see. What's going on with that okra? I can't reach it. <laughs> okay. Now, 
You have just stumbled, Papa D. You have literally pushed me, stumbled me into the discussion of, of okra breeding. Believe it or not, one of the largest pieces of okra breeding is trying to get it small enough so that people and or a machine can pick it. Because, yes, by this time of the year, you're right. It's going to be over your head. No question about that. I love it. That's marvelous. I want to talk to you about something kind of serious, and not that we're not all serious about our gardens, but um, there's a study out from the University of California, Irvine, that I started to put into the duh file, you know, like, don't we all know this? file, isn't it obvious, how'd they get paid to do a study of something so obvious, file, but I don't know if everybody does know this. Um, there are people in other parts of our country who think that all of us on the Gulf Coast are completely out of our minds because hurricane season starts in June and goes all the way to September. That, that, con- that concern is, is increasing, of course, along the East Coast. Many people inland think that any of us who live on the coast have lost our minds. Well, it's not really that we have lost our minds. It's that it's something that we are accustomed to. And we have to realize, though, as they've done in this particular study, that repeated exposure to hurricanes whether it's you on the coast, you know, you yourself, or as with, as with Katrina, 100-mile-an-hour winds in Jackson, Mississippi, for heaven's sakes, and many, many, many other places, of course. That just happens to be my backyard. Um, whether it's that kind of direct exposure or whether it's indirect exposure, like your house is suddenly filled with people for three weeks because <laughs> they can't go home, or even media-based. It can go to some serious adverse psychological stuff. I want you to think about it. I want us to all think about our attitudes, and I want us to think about how we can make ourselves better when it comes to dealing with what's going to come. It's just a matter of time before the next storm. What do you think? Let's talk about it. This is Weekend Gardening. Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make summer fun again. There's lots to win from Rectech pellet grills and very cool coolers to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or over. Go to MSLotteryHome.com to sign up to be a Lottery Insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hello, everyone. I'm Bob. Welcome to the Digging Safety Class. Hey, Bob. You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811. I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living. I know, man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel. Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you dig. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. This is Michael Cassidy. 
My opponent, Mr. Guest, has been caught coordinating with Democrat leaders to rig our Republican primary by turning their voters out to vote for him in Tuesday's runoff election. Guest has been voting with Democrats for the January 6th Commission and for Planned Parenthood, and now he's relying on them to keep him in Congress. Don't let Democrats steal our election. Vote Cassidy in Tuesday's Republican runoff. I'm Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cassidy for Congress. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Here's the pitch. He swings. It's out of here. Jackson ends around the area. It's time to hit big during the Grand Slam huge car sale. Through July 3rd only, Mazda Jackson and Ridgeland Mitsubishi have teamed up to bring you over 400 new and pre-owned vehicles, all in one location, Trustmark Park in Perm. While other dealers have no cars, we have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, including Chevys, Toyotas, Hondas, Mazdas, Kia, Fords, you name it. We've got it. Make no payments for 90 days. Get up to $3,000 in down payment assistance. Plus, receive a 42-inch TV with every purchase. Credit problems? No problem. We have over 20 lenders for on-site financing. You could win $100,000. And on Sunday, Sunday, July 3rd, we'll give away a mystery car at 1 p.m. Register no later than Saturday, July 2nd. We'll also be giving away a $4,000 Home Depot gift card and a PS5. But hurry, it all ends Sunday, July 3rd, and you don't want to miss the buying opportunity of a lifetime during the Grand Slam Huge Car Sale at Trustmark Park, One Brains Boulevard in Perth. Brought to you by Mazda of Jackson and Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get here now, because once the deals are gone, they're gone. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. That is the Super Talk call line. The ceasefire text line is 601-879-4395. I'm your garden mama. It's Saturday. I get the microphone. Yay! Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate it. You know, one of the things that uh, we don't talk about often enough is how difficult it is to build a career. Because everybody's out here trying to build their career. And in fact, I'm happy to tell you that 
it doesn't always have to be the plan you intended for it to turn out okay. That would be me. We can have that conversation at a later date, or you can send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I'll tell you kind of how it went. <laughs> so how, I, how I got here was something I had only dreamed of, so it's very happy. Um, let's see. You're looking at, uh, no, this Joe, this is not that. This is a uh, perennial hibiscus that you got, and I don't think it's all that invasive. That's a pretty one. I hope it blooms all over for you. If it's in enough sun, it will. It's got lots of buds. But that's that's perennial hibiscus. I can't tell you the particular name of it, but that's a nice one. I It has healthier leaves than most. <laughs> so that's, a, that's another piece of good news. Sometimes the perennial hibiscus have a very soft, velvety leaf like this one, and sometimes they have a much stiffer leaf because they're closer in their breeding to the tropical hibiscus. For example, um, in, in Zone 8, the 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 hardier hibiscus the hardy hibiscus include some that look almost tropical, but we also have these that are classically velvety leafed and frankly, um, I, I would keep that. I'd save some seeds from that one. That's pretty, very very nice. Our bean discussion continues. We have been um, listening to. Oh, my goodness. Jody, all of us in the bean competition, you know, which beans are we eating? Which ones are we growing? What's the better ones? This, that, and the other thing. We're not really talking about green beans. We're talking about um, the beans that you shell. And as uh, my grandmother used to call all of them shelly beans because you, you, you shelled them and you also snapped some of the green beans and put them in together. That, for her, was shelly beans. But shelly beans is an actual thing, too. So don't don't be surprised if you read both of those. Um, the new brand-new research this week in, confirms that, in fact, edamame or edible soybeans are the, the most, pro, most proteinaceous. I love that word. A half a cup provides about a third of the recommended total daily protein, depending on how many calories you consume in a given day. But since usually a half a cup is what you eat in, in edamame, that's a really powerful way to get a lot, a lot of protein. If you have never, eat, if you have never um, eaten edamame, let me tell you what it is. We are, we're so lucky here. We have soybeans that, that, that are grown here that go into all sorts of stuff. However, edamame soybeans are a very, very tender bean. It's not one that processes well. It's one that you take the pod itself, steam the pod, pop it open, and eat the beans inside, and they're very tender and very sweet. So that's the most most perfect set of protein in a bean, okay, because it's a non-fat bean. However, in case you're not an edamame kind of person, or in case you just can't run into any, which is also possible, um, the, the, the second highest are my dreaded lentils. Yes, that's right. I've, I've, begun, I've begun, but I've got to tell you, I'm still not the world's biggest. I can't. I just don't cook them as well as other people do. However, I'm recently <laughs> in receipt of a very, very large, um, very large jar of yellow lentils, and they are, in fact, the number two source of protein, which is wonderful, and I'm going to have to do more with them. Speaking of which, what was that recipe for split peas and, and lentils? If y'all are listening this morning, repeat it to me again on the text line, please. I know I've got it somewhere, but I'm going to need it now. <laughs> Number three are large white beans in terms of the, the amount of protein that you can consume from beans. 
And we don't grow great northern beans here, but we eat a lot of them. Um, we, we don't grow cranberry or bolotti beans, but you run into them sometimes, and those are very high, too. Split peas, pinto beans, red beans, kidney beans, uh, our friends black beans, navy beans, and yes, finally, and still quite proteinaceous, thank you very much, but not as much as the others, um, are our lima beans or our butter beans, which, let's face it, might be the favorite ones of the South. You cut up some corn and put it together, and the next thing you know, you've got succotash, and everybody's happy. Jeremy, okay, Jeremy is correcting me. It looked like the edge, from his picture, it looked like the edge of a cinder block in what he's actually growing the tomato in, and he's not actually growing it because it's a volunteer, um, is the front porch slab joint. In other words, it came up in the, in, in, in the concrete, and it's, been, it's growing there, and it's really lovely. And I'm, I'm, I give you my congratulations. I hope it can stay for a long time. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Did you know? From the did you know? Oh, goodness. I don't know. if There's a lot of things we study in research, and you just say, I'm so glad that they're able to tell me this. It's like the jellyfish thing. It's such a really amazing mechanism that we need to know that. I don't know exactly what else we need to use it for, but we need to know about how that works. However, however, this particular study from the University of Bonn wants to know how hard can insects bite, and they're about, they've studied it, and they can tell us. It measures the bite force. That is not something I necessarily wanted to know, but I know you got to find it. You know, that's, that tells you how this particular insect can dominate the scene when another one cannot, and that, of course, goes directly to how to control them. So they set up a stereo microscope, which is basically... Um, Three, three magnifying glasses piled up together, I think, and it, it, they checked on the mandibles. This is the stuff of horror movies, science fiction, crazy stuff. But if they were looking at, um, they were looking at the way that they both that they bite, also they were able, able to see how they adjust that bite. And of course, it's all computer models. They, they, they photograph the insect at work, and then they take it and make consumer, con- computer models after that to measure the bite forces to understand how they work and understand perhaps what we can do with them or for them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that turns into anything else. Here's a question from Laura from Florida that a lot of people are asking. My email box has been full. You can write to me at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Um, during the week, I answer four or five times a week. And so if, if, you're, if you need to know something before I can get back here to tell you, then by all means get in touch. Um, how can I encourage my lantana to bloom? Lots of people are seeing lantana go out of bloom. I'm having the opposite experience. My lantana has been outside my house, I know, since I moved there, and it's more than 20 years. It's the old ham and eggs, pink and yellow. But this year, it didn't bloom. It just sat there for months. And this last week, it just burst into bloom. I could see that it had buds on it, but it burst into bloom in the driest week of the summer. I don't know why. They, they, Lantana is notorious for preferring dry, hot weather, but still, it usually blooms sooner than this. So Shannon wants to know how to encourage hers to bloom. At this time of the year, usually we're looking at the need to maybe take head shears and trim off the top few inches on the plant to stimulate flowering and or fertilize it with a flower formula if you have not. The only thing that will really keep Lantana from blooming is encroaching shade. 
So if, an, if for example, your neighbor builds a garage that shades your lantana bed, you, you will want this file to move that lantana bed. But otherwise, in the middle of the summer, if you're not seeing insects, if you're not seeing stippled leaves or any of that stuff that can happen from the spider mites, even lace bugs can turn those leaves just almost white. I don't see that in this particular photograph. But if you are seeing that, you still need to trim off that top growth to stimulate some flowering. Do get it out of the garden. If it's healthy, you can root it. You want some more. But if it's not healthy, get it out of the garden and don't let it hang around. Okay? Okay. Love, love, love that lantana. Um, oh, John, that's beautiful. I love cypress trees. I love cypress knees. And uh, seeing a picture of a cypress swamp just puts me into such a good mood. He knows that. Thank you. Let's see. Um, good morning, Garden Mama. This what, what I'm looking at here is an alocasia, a big elephant ear. The brown edges are the result of it not or of it being in too much sun for the amount of water it's getting. So you can trim those off. They'll go, but they'll they'll re- retreat back to being green. You can trim them off, but you either need to water this plant more often because I can see that it's very very actively growing. It's got lots of new leaves on it, so it probably needs to be watered. If it's a hundred degrees at your house it, and it's in the full sun, it's going to need to be watered twice a day. Otherwise, pull it back into the shade and just water it. But water it every day for a little while. That browning is very simple. It's uh, it's a combination of dry and sunburn. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Ah, here's a good question. What happened to Florida speckled polies? They're hard to find. I have seen that there's some difficulties getting that. I don't, I've grown them, but I don't grow them right now. I don't know what happened, but generally when we have a lessening of the supply, we've had lessening of supply in a lot of things simply because of transport, but some in some cases the change in the weather in the areas where the seeds are grown has really made a difference. I don't know about the exact reason. I'll see if anybody can tell us. Um, Japanese beetles, oh, Patty and Corinth, oh, no, Japanese beetles are eating my crepe myrtle blooms. Tell me what to do. Um, the good news is that they will shake off if you can possibly reach them with a really hard blast of water. And if you'll put something underneath the tree to catch them, when you knock them off, you can get rid of them that way. The only other opportunity really to control them is with a systemic insecticide. And, and unless the tree is, for example, um, the, the, the signature tree in your front yard kind of thing, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the blastum treatments. And I'm also going to go and look to see where they're coming from because they may be in your roses. They may be somewhere else in the garden, um, even in greater numbers than they are up in that crepe myrtle. So I, I would check and see. But you can blast them out. If you do it in the early morning, you'll get most of them. They're not fun. They're pretty. They're very pretty. Uh, I love I love a, an iridescent uh, Japanese beetle's looks, but I don't want it eating my crepe myrtle. Goodness gracious. <laughs> That's something. I have never heard this, but it makes perfectly good sense. In the uh, West, we've got so many drought problems and so many forest fire problems and just terrible issues out there. So, of course, everybody's trying to figure out what can we do to ameliorate or to moderate or to modify conditions or situations to keep these things from burning up and also, frankly, to make better use of the resources that are there. Um, One of the greatest ecological threats anywhere, but certainly out west, are the invasive grasses. These are the ones that are not native, but they can consume every bit of water and sunlight 
reduce the populations of native plants and actually ruin the environment for the for the critters that depend on those native plants. I, just like I love the name gripeweed, you know, somebody whoever named gripeweed knew what they were talking about because that's all we do. If, if if we were willing to use stronger epithets, we probably would have a stronger epithet for this one. This one's called cheat grass, and that's even worse. It is an invasive annual grass. It has invaded Nevada, and it really does make quick tender. It it burns too easily, and because it displaces other naturally occurring grasses and, and plants and whatnot, it really does make it much more of a tender box than it was. Well, the good news is the cows will eat it. So if we can get the cows to eat the cheat grass, it does, in fact, in this particular study from the University of Nevada, Reno, give us the opportunity to reduce the fire danger. And, of course, because the cows are also suffering, it gives them another food source. And we didn't know if they could eat them or not. We didn't know if they could do enough to take out the fire fire damage danger, but yes, and it also sustains them. So it's it's a win-win in an unfortunate setting. Very unfortunate. Um, Let's see. Andrea's in Madison, and I I think you're just looking at heat stroke, yes, on that particular fascia. I would put it in the shade until maybe another few weeks until the weather evens up a little bit. But, yes, that's probably, that's more than likely all that that problem is. And it's, again, it's a case where you can't get enough water to them when it's 100 degrees outside, and big plants like that with big leaves are in a container. Um, I'm I'm having to water a couple of my five-gallon buckets twice a day at this particular moment. Um. <laughs> Raising Clinton. Uh, yes, Ray, I agree. I'm not going to make that particular endorsement, but yes, you're right. I found, I've, I've, I found that out myself, and I believe it might have been at Orange Beach, so it's a place that we both like a lot. <laughs> Did you know that there's a secret population of polar bears? I did not know this. I um, I, I don't know that there's anything to be gained from knowing it, except that maybe those polar bears are tougher than we thought they were. They don't have any ice to live on, and they're still managing to make it. And turns out they can climb higher than we thought too. That's not bad news. That's pretty good news. <laughs> All right now, yeah, here he comes. Yes, I really like Ringo. He's a birthday right by mine. What a talented dude. And he's still continuing to continue, so I gotta look forward to that, huh? Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. I'd like to be under the sea In an octopus's garden with you In an octopus's garden with you All of us at the Mississippi Propane Gas Association are committed to providing you with the best possible services and affordable values. We operate in a way that assures a safe, reliable, and economical fuel source. Our trained personnel constantly monitor the conditions of our gas systems to assure reliability and safety. Any repairs or modifications to a propane gas system must be performed by the qualified technicians of your propane provider as required by state and federal regulations. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. 
In Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath and shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com this is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. I want to speak to the dads who are being denied access to their kids, excluded from key parenting decisions, are contending with child support issues. In all of these cases, doing nothing is probably not a good strategy. The law has given you rights, but you have to assert them. If the challenge is the cost of an attorney, Cordell & Cordell offers a capped fee option. Give us a call. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi. Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf wearing sheep's clothing. This ad is paid for and approved by the MS Conservative Action Pack and not approved by any candidate or committee. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com.
Santa Fe. Welcome in. If you're listening to Weekend Gardening from anywhere in the world, I appreciate you more than I can possibly say. Yes, indeed. We got friends all over the place. What a lucky thing. Gardeners really are gardeners. Um, yes, Andrea, I think this is probably baby cat, baby grasshoppers can do this damage. You won't see the mama because mama's long gone by now. She leaves them as soon as they hatch, from what I understand. Um, yes, insecticidal soap will help. Plucking them off will help. And um, since it's in a container, move the container and shake it a little bit and help them get help them get on their way. We 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 have problems with grasshoppers, but we have bigger problems that can get on angel trumpets. So that's why I'm saying go ahead and spray with some insecticidal soap just in case there's a, something else hatching there that we don't we haven't seen yet. Okay, okay. I have uh, <laughs> someone sent me a text that says. If we invent an insect repellent that has sunscreen in it, how many different versions do you think we'll have to make? I'm saying like 10. You know, it'll have to be different scents and different ages and different SPFs and uh, all of those things. Now, frankly, I need the one that doesn't have DEET in it because, you know, I swoon from DEET. And I do use it when I have to. But the good news is I'm not working on movie sets so much anymore outdoors, so I don't have to do that as much. But um, if, if you are a person who's interested in that, by all means, mamaonair at yahoo.com. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to help. One of the things we always hope for around here is more information that gives us the opportunity to talk about what's working what um, environmental issues are coming, getting some kind of solutions to them, and what actually we've been so surprised about. Many, many times the, the arguments go, well, this is never going to get fixed. You look at a, a, a drone footage of, for example, the western part of the United States, and you think, well, they'll never have another tree there. These are all dead. What, what are they going to do next? The good news is we've got a lot of places that people are working on that issue. One of the things that they have used is appealing to people. In other words, if I tell you that I'm going to plant plant X and it's going to help with conservation efforts, it's going to help give us a better way of cleaning the forest landscape because it's going to be something we want to maintain, okay? Let's face it, that's most of it. Well, why can't we use the plants that we really like? And in this particular set of studies, Cherry blossoms in Japanese culture go together, as we understand, completely. And researchers in Japan have discovered that they're not just pretty. Because they're so symbolic in the culture, and in, in this particular case, of course, I think of our live oaks. I think of, um, I think of friendship oak. I think of live oaks. I think of, of that particular group of trees. But in this case, it's cherry blossoms. They could be the key to gaining support for conservation efforts. In other words, if we see acres and acres of cherry blossoms, we're more likely to go take care of that part of the country. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot, a lot of sense. I love the idea of a symbolic species, too. And for those of us who love lots and lots of plants, it's kind of a difficult, um, it's hard to pick the, be the best one. But because I have pictures of my mother and her classmates at what was then Gulf Park School for Girls, I think, or school, maybe School for Women, but probably School for Girls, um, 
they're they're in their white dresses with their daisy chains underneath the the friendship oak and and then we, we the pictures through the years and the survival of that tree and the survival of so many of our trees we do have symbolic trees in our lives and if we plant more of them maybe that's the one that we want and maybe that's the one that'll keep us interested in taking care of the area let's see um okay Master Gardener Sale at Minel produced this particular plant, says star plant. It doesn't say anything like it. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. You'll find it at several other things, too. It, it is a star plant in, in some references, but it's also um, it, it's listed as a, a giant spiderwort in some places. It's listed as a giant uh Tradescantia or or giant wandering Jew. It's not really any of those things, and I'll I'll have to find the name of the plant for you. But yeah, that's right. It, it's called a lot of things, and it's hard to look up. And when I had to identify it for the app a few years ago, um, it took me almost a day to remember where it was. And I can't work on one plant all day long. But when you're trying to identify a plant, it's like trying to identify anything that you know. And yet you don't know. You have to figure out how to research it and where to find it, and then you have to get there and find it. So I'll look that one up for you. I hope I can find it after all this time. It is a great plant. I gave mine away, and I never got another one back. (laughs) So (laughs) that's one reason I don't know the name of it today. From Shannon, um, our Iliagnus hedges were way out of control. The neighbor got tired and cut them back to three feet last week. Will they leaf back out, or did he kill them? I don't know. Um, if you put water and fertilizer on them, they're gonna they'll they'll leaf out. If you got a a soaker hose to string underneath there, that would be the ideal way. Turn it on every afternoon, let it water for a while. Then after a couple of days, put in a little bit of fertilizer. But that's not gonna solve the problem with your neighbor. So, the good news is, Iliagnus is fast growing, but it's not aggressive. So if you just this time on its growth, if you'll keep it trimmed over onto your side, it won't be such a big problem. But yeah, Iliagnus can Iliagnus can be a, a perfect thing. It's my my neighbor planted it um, between our houses at the driveway part, and it it's perfect because it makes a baffle without making a, a wall. And since some other people on the next house did a whole lot of pruning, you can now see the next street from my house if it wasn't for the Iliagnus that my neighbor planted. So I like it. But yeah, it does need more trimming than it gets. And um, I could complain, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I won't do that. How about this, my friends? There's some interesting pieces, bits and pieces of things going on. Did you know that the Abyssinian bananas are not doing as well as they were a few years ago? It's an annual plant, and it's one that we didn't see as many of in the garden centers during the pandemic for whatever reason. But I've had two two requests this week for information about it because they found one and they didn't know what to do. It, it's actually an Abyssinian banana. It is a tropical plant. It is not hardy in zones even 9A usually, and certainly not in zone 8. But it'll grow steadily, and you can bring it into your house at the end of the summer if you don't fertilize it too much. A lot of us wanted to want to see a banana tree get really huge, and we feed that thing constantly, and it will get to be eight or nine feet tall or bigger. But if you will be a little bit more moderate, you can hold it to about six feet, and it will make a perfectly good house plant um, that you can keep over the winter. Something else that I'm doing right now in, in my particular, my, my little part of the world 
in this all of this heat is just trying to make sure that I'm keeping stuff deadheaded so that new flowers can come on. Um, I may have picked the last of the blueberries. I'm not sure. There's still a few out there, and they, they may ripen or they may not. But I always know that it's getting close to the end of this, the picking season. I have some tall plants and I have some short plants in my blueberry patch. The tall one is really left because I do like my birds and I don't mind them getting some of the blueberries. But when it gets close to the end of the season, they're never happy. So I was picking yesterday, and they're they're a little smaller because there hasn't been any rain this week. And even though I water, it's not very effective. (laughs) Those birds are just fussing at me. They're like, why isn't there more? We like these. Come on. You know what I did? I turned around, I looked at the bird in the tree and the other two over on the fence, and I pointed at the crab apple in my neighbor's yard. And I said, that's next, kids. Y'all go get it. Stick around. There's more weekend gardening. Turn the radio on, turn the radio on. Some eternal morning we shall meet them over on the Hallelujah Show. Get in touch with God. Turn the radio on. Turn the radio on. Turn the radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn the radio on. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from All Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. This is Michael Cassidy. My opponent, Mr. Guest, has been caught coordinating with Democrat leaders to rig our Republican primary by turning their voters out to vote for him in Tuesday's runoff election. Guest has been voting with Democrats for the January 6th Commission and for Planned Parenthood, and now he's relying on them to keep him in Congress. Don't let Democrats steal our election. Vote Cassidy in Tuesday's Republican runoff. I'm Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cassidy for Congress. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. President Biden is considering suspending the federal gas tax for a few months to try and bring down record prices. 
Senator Roger Wicker believes it'll do nothing to relieve the pain Americans are feeling at the pump. Wicker issued a statement blaming the administration's war on American energy for the increases and says Biden should be calling for more domestic oil and gas production. Economist and former Trump advisor Stephen Moore is ambivalent about suspending the tax. That's going to cut the price of gas maybe 15 cents a gallon. The price of gallon's gone up by $2.50 a gallon under Biden. It was it was two forty nine a gallon when Trump left office. Now it's five dollars and five cents a gallon. So you know these are band aids. Wicker calls the possible suspension of the gas tax a cheap gimmick, and a Jackson Municipal Court judge has denied bond for the fourteen year old who allegedly murdered his mother's fiance. Jackson police took Jaden Taylor and his eighteen year old brother Jamari Taylor into custody after Hakemia Kelly was killed in his home, according to the police affidavit. Jane struck Kelly several times with a forty caliber handgun. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. In recent news, the FDA has ordered Juul to pull its electronic cigarettes from the market, saying that some of the biggest sellers like Juul have played a disproportionate role in the rise of teen vaping. Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tindell tells us that he's been working with the Department of Education to address the prevalence of teen vaping in Mississippi schools. This isn't spoken in the boys' room in 1962. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of different things they can put in these vape products that um, you know, can cause severe damage, and, and I think there's a lot of dangers with it. And what could possibly be your favorite macaroni and cheese company, Kraft is now making an alteration to the popular dish's name. Janika Sala explains. The food giant is changing the name of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese to Kraft Mac and Cheese. It's also updating the box with a blue background and the noodle smile. For everything Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm JT Mitchell. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The Ole Miss Rebels have made it to the College World Series Championship Series. They'll take on the Oklahoma Sooners today with a 6 o'clock first pitch, 5.30 airtime, the Ole Miss Baseball Network for Game 1. Game 2 will be Sunday with a 2 o'clock first pitch there and a 1.30 airtime Sunday on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Monday will be an if necessary. Ole Miss gets two wins over Oklahoma. The College World Series trophy will stay in Mississippi as Mississippi State won it last year. In fact, if Ole Miss can pull it off, it'll be three wins in a row for the Southeastern Conference. And the first time that happened was back in 2009, 2010, 2011, with LSU and South Carolina winning the College World Series back then. Ole Miss versus Oklahoma this afternoon at 6 o'clock first pitch, 5.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make summer fun again. There's lots to win from Rectech pellet grills and very cool coolers 
to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or over. Go to MSLotteryHome.com to sign up to be a Lottery Insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will open play in the new Sunbelt Conference this fall in football. And meanwhile, 10 Southern Miss football players have made Phil Stills preseason all Sunbelt teams. 10 Golden Eagle players earned recognition by Phil Stills Publications in making one of four preseason All-Sun Belt teams prior to the school's inaugural season in the new conference. Three Golden Eagles, Jason Brownlee, a wide receiver, Cameron Harrell, a kick returner, Natron Brooks, a punt returner, earned first-team honors. On the second team, Southern Miss safety Malik Shorts, Hayes Maples, a linebacker, and Jay Stanley, a safety, earned third-team mentions, while Frank Gore Jr., a running back, Gergwan Scott, an offensive guard, Swayze Bozeman, linebacker, Mason Hunt, a punter, with fourth-team selections. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles open the 2022 season at home against Liberty on September the 3rd. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Sometimes I'm doing better than I am doing in other times. And this one, I think I got this one right. Looking for the giant it, it looks like a giant inch plant, looks like a giant wandering Jew, looks like a giant tradescantia, has that same kind of um, center and then the the plants go out to the side and Joan and Ridgeland got it at the Minel Gardens and it was labeled there as um, let's see star plant which I have seen it labeled as before but I, I'm pretty sure that it is um, Calicia fragrance or otherwise known as family doctor plant I'm going to send her back the spelling of that but it's one of those plants that you see it and you can't ever forget it but you don't necessarily know its name and I think this is Calicia fragrance. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm, I'm looking at it in a, a reference that I appreciate, but it's not entirely in English. So I have to, be, I have to, I have to hope I'm translating correctly, or that they did. Okay, okay. Welcome in. This is weekend gardening. Lots of things hold over from one hour to the next around here, and part of those are the identification of plants, the questions of. What am I going to do with that? Will the Iliagnus grow back? All kinds of questions, really, that come to me here because I'm your garden mama, and I'm so happy to be here for weekend gardening. 888 is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. Thank you so much for using both of those. In case you happen to be, uh, you know, driving through the state and pick me up for the first time, welcome in. If you've been here for years, thank you and welcome to you as well. I'm 
I'm, I'm one of those people that's known as a person with a lot of smarts. And that's because, frankly, everybody, I think, knows a lot about something. Everybody is a person with smarts about something. Someone sent me that title, and I've, I've held on to it because my dad would be so proud that anybody thought I was smart. Um, I'm a horticulturist. I'm a writer. I'm really a gardener with a lot of education and a boatload of experience at this point. I do produce, in addition to this this weekly radio program, I do a weekly newsletter, which gets to your email box on Fridays, tells you a little bit about what's going on in my garden and some other things that I think are interesting in the garden world. And, of course, you can also get in touch with me during the week. Um, any Anytime you want to look me up, see how where I am and what's going on, just go to Linktree slash Garden Mama. You'll find all the links to my stuff there. So I thank you very, very much for doing that. Now, um, Calicia fragrance is not a popular plant, but it is one that when you see it, you will, you'll remember it, and you'll take it home, and you'll be so glad that you did. There's some information coming to us uh, about this super glue that um, I was talking to you about before. But they're in hopes of using it for surgeries from mistletoe berries. What about that? I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea very, very much. Let's uh, pop to the phone lines. First of all, we'll talk to Diana in Starkville. Welcome in. What's on your mind, Diana? Hi. Um, I'm a big state fan, and I saw a picture of an Asteria rose that was maroon and white. Ooh, nice. And I looked on Google. Huh? Where did you find to buy it? Well, I've forgotten, but it's it said rose seeds. Ooh. Can can anybody grow a rose from seed? Well, it depends on the rose. If it is a rose that grows on its own roots, yes. If it's a rose that has been grafted, no. <laughs> so so if this is a rose that um you have seen locally, I would go get a cutting because that's the only way to make sure you're getting the exact same one is to clone it. But if if they say that this is going to grow from that, from a seed, it, it has to be an own root rose. And there are a lot of them. So I'm not going to say it won't. I'm just saying I don't know. But it's it sounds beautiful. Yeah, I never heard of anybody growing them. Mm-hmm. Seeds, well, and if there's a if the company is somebody that you have have heard about and is reputable, I mean, in other words, um, I have a shop on Etsy and I do some things on eBay, but I wouldn't consider myself an expert on the, the for example, the the things that I sell there are not plants. It's a it's a different world, and so I'm I'm going to tell you that if you want to know a whole lot about. Pyrex dishes, which is one of the things that's in in my shop, then you 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 should go to the people that do more of that. Just like I would say, if you don't know who this rose seller is, you should probably do a do a little looking and seeing. But on the other hand, if it's a big rose seller, why not? You know, it's it's there's a good chance that it would work. These were like eight dollars, so it wouldn't be a major investment. <laughs> there you go. There you work. go. And it, particularly if okay. they send you, um, you know, some information about the rose itself and also some growing instructions, that's usually a good way to tell that the people are not just dropping seeds in an envelope. I don't mean to be ugly, but I know there are people out there who literally will just drop seeds in an envelope. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to you. All right. Let me know. I'm curious. Okay. Thank you. Take care. That's an interesting. I do like um, 
my own school colors come in in my life come from black and gold and and uh, purple and, and gold, and so I I tend to look at those kind of things. I, I like uh, a purple ageratum in with some rudbeckias. You know, there's a lot of ways to get that, but one that's actually maroon and white would be a lot of fun. That's that's really very very cool. <laughs> Brenda is on the text line. She says she's enjoying the show. I thank you very very much. Um, oh, that's nice. Very, very mild, beautiful. Yellow tomatoes usually are milder than their corresponding red ones. And this is a plum tomato, which is, um, or a pear one, depending on, looks like pears, pear tomatoes. They're, the, the yellow pear tomato is a classic in Mississippi. One of the places that um, you'll, you'll see it grown and that you'll find it to grow is at any local plant sale. Sometimes you'll find it in the garden centers, but sometimes not, because it tends to be a local favorite. The, 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 if the skin is tough on the outside, the plant needs more water during ripening. Then that will help make the skin a little bit thinner. Um, it's also, however, really good if, for example, if you're, um, I used to grow these not too long ago for baskets, sell, sales of various cherry and, and pear tomatoes in a basket. And those were really, you, you had to be careful not to get them too tender because then they'll split. But if you if you are having trouble with them being a little bit too thick-skinned, give the next batch a little bit more water. The other thing to do is to remember that that thick skin is excellent for blistering when you cook them. Um, that's one of the things that's really fun about a thick-skinned small tomato is that it can blister very, very easily in, in, your, in cooking. So that's fun. Really nice. Thanks for showing me those. I do appreciate it. I talked in the previous hour a little bit about the notion of repeated exposure to hurricanes having effects on us that we may not realize. And as I said then, I really did think it was kind of, duh, of course it has effects on you. But it has effects on you even if you're not there. Um, The media impacts, when they do polls and things, that people don't want to visit the South in the summer. Other people do. Other people are a little more adventurous. They figure it won't happen when they're there. You know, that sort of thing. But some people are quite reduced in their activity. There are people who have always felt like if they could just not be here during hurricane season, they'd like it the rest of the time. I think they mostly don't like heat. (laughs) Quite frankly, I can't disagree with them so much. But there's a difficulty sometimes even in interacting with other people and a difficulty in getting work done because of the worry. And it's not a worry that you put forward. It's a worry in the back of your head. You know, there's two kinds of worry, don't you? Okay, there's the worry that just literally exists all the time. It floats along on the back of your brain, and it is, at, at we hope, a level that is controllable by a simple thought. There are plenty of people who wake up in the middle of the night worrying about stuff, and usually that's when those things come up from the base of your brain or the base of your thought process to the front. On the other hand, if, God forbid, your cat gets hit by a car, you worry about that right now conscious get the cat to the vet let's go worry let's go be there and worry because we can't do anything worry is what happens when you can't do anything right in that moment about something my grandmother taught me and she didn't mean to that you worry about everything you have to worry about for five minutes a day in the morning over coffee she would worry about the world she would worry about us she'd worry about what she was going to do that day and then she'd go on about her life. I try so hard to be that way. <laughs> and I wish you good luck, too. Because <laughs> we're all trying in that, in that sense. Um, she, she came up 
as the oldest person in her family, the oldest child in her family during the Depression. And there's a lot of worry there. But I think we're pretty close. we got a lot of worries here. Oh, Anne's in Como. Anne, I'm so sorry to tell you, you have gripe weed. Mm-hmm, that's right. That it looks like it could be related to a mimosa. It's not. And if you let it stay there, it will form tiny yellow flowers and yellow seeds along the base of that stem that holds the leaflets. And every one of them will come up again later on in your yard. It's awful. That's why we gripe about it. Pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. Yes, some people can, if you're in a, a bed where it's not with other plants, people will use an, a, an herbicide or a weed killer on it. But when it's in amongst all your other plants, the best treatment, the fastest treatment is to get it pulled up before it can go to seed. Because when it, once it goes to seed, you, like a lot of us, will find it all over the place. I'm interested that it's in Como. I, 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 I hear about gripeweed a lot of places, and, and I'm try to, I try to keep track of where it appears because we do know that with as about every 10 years, the temperature warms about 5 degrees, as we've been seeing in the last several decades. And, in fact, gripeweed is one of those things that the more it can survive, the farther north it will go. Sorry. <laughs> we we hate to send it to you, but it's going to be there. So there it is. Um, let's see. Her, this was um, sunny in Tupelo. Good morning, Tupelo. The verbena was blooming beautifully, and now it's barely blooming. Yes, you, you should deadhead it to get it to bloom again. Um, you don't necessarily see yourself. You know, she says she doesn't remember her dad deadheading the plant. Well, we have to deadhead. Things are different now. It's a, it's a generation later. Those flowers dry up a little faster now than they did, even on the same variety. And because we've had such a hot couple of weeks here, you, you may need to also water and fertilize after you um, do the, the pruning. But here's what you need to know about verbena. The farther south we get, therefore, the, the warmer the climate is where the verbena is growing, the more likely it is to have this summertime fade out of flowering. It's not to say it won't come back and bloom again in the fall. It will. But it may or may not be able to bloom straight through the summer. If you see any stippling on the verbena leaves, it'll look like somebody took little white dots, tiny, tiny white dots, and just poked all over it with it. That's an insect problem. You need to deal with that. But even without the insect problem, they'll usually go out of bloom and need to be deadheaded, and then they'll come back again, either sooner or later, depending on the temperature as it works. I love that you're growing on the same flower that your father grew that's delightful and i appreciate you listening very much thank you for your nice comments that's delightful for me i have to say i'm i'm i've, I've said this before I, I miss going to tupelo i haven't been there since the pandemic and um I, I hope i'll get to go up there again very soon it's a nice place very nice place oh my goodness all the garden news all the science news all of the things that we are announcing I guess everybody has their conferences in June. What do you think? <laughs> From the Renesle, which I don't know, even know where this one is, Polytechnic Institute, here's something that's very exciting for researchers themselves, as well as for all of our friends, in, particularly in the, the medical community, but other places where these contacts need to be made carefully. We have now discovered, they have discovered, I didn't do it, but they have discovered an accessible, a way that you can actually do this. Because theory is one thing, research is another, 
but practical application is entirely different. And in this case, they've set out to make N95 face masks not only a barrier to the germs, but also to on con- but on contact that they that the, the germs would be killed. This is antiviral, antibacterial. This is very cool, and um, I, I think this is really good news. They can be worn a bit longer. They won't have to be replaced quite as frequently. Yeah, by the way, your N95s do need to be replaced, y'all. But it was a multifaceted challenge in engineering between getting the materials for it and then making it work and making it able to be, as they say, accessed, able to be actually manufactured. It's simple chemistry, but it's a difficult manufacturing project. It took a little engineering to do that. Publishing in Applied ACS Materials and Interfaces. That's really interesting. Good stuff. Let's see. Um, Faye, Faye has a well-established Granny Smith apple, eight years old, 20 feet tall. My goodness. <laughs> it has uh, lots of flowers, but has never made any fruit. Last year, she set out a gala apple to hopefully pollinate it. Can you give me any? Okay. Um, I can tell you that most of the time, Golden Delicious pollinates Granny Smith and I, and probably Gala. I don't I don't know that for sure. I don't grow apples, but I'm giving you that as a suggestion. If this apple tree is 20 feet tall and blooming and has never made fruit, I'm guessing you've never pruned it. And pruning it's going to be really really hard to do. So, since you're getting the flowers, I would say focus on growing your other tree and maybe go and get this fall a golden delicious so that you have all three of them and maybe that will improve the situation um, pruning a 20 foot tall tree is pretty difficult in, under most circumstances okay talking about the problems that we can face from hurricanes and other traumas um, y'all know that it, it's been a number of years now six exactly this week um, since my husband died unexpectedly and I only say that to you. I don't need sympathy. Y'all gave me plenty of that. Y'all gave me plenty of empathy. Y'all gave me plenty of everything. But what I have, what I want to tell you is that my understanding about how we deal with the after effects of a trauma like that are really getting more sharply in focus. And part of it is because we had the pandemic. You know, during the pandemics, the height of the pandemic, before we had any ways to deal with it, people went to the hospital and didn't come back out. You just your your family couldn't see you. There was you know it was a difficult, deadly situation, and one of the things that we've had to do is to learn to cope a little bit better. We cope by gardening, we cope by showing kindness for one another when it's really not necessary, and in fact we show a little bit better results when we deal with these things with better eating. That comes from growing a little bit of your own food, and we got a lot of that to be doing around here, folks. Food prices are going up. Even seed prices are going up. Good news for all of us is that we can grow some vegetables in Mississippi. There's Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, all of the southeast. We're going to have to feed a lot of folks, including ourselves, that this is where all that information comes, because this is Weekend Gardening.
Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members, but he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf wearing sheep's clothing. This ad is paid for and approved by the MS Conservative Action Pact and not approved by any candidate or committee. This is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. I want to speak to the dads who are being denied access to their kids, excluded from key parenting decisions, are contending with child support issues. In all of these cases, doing nothing is probably not a good strategy. The law has given you rights, but you have to assert them. If the challenge is the cost of an attorney, Cordell & Cordell offers a capped fee option. Give us a call. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. The heat is on at Mazda of Jackson during our sizzling summer sell-down. That's right. All summer long, the temperature is hot, and so are the deals on every Mazda in stock. It's time to transcend the ordinary with a new Mazda CX-5 and CX-9 with 1.9% financing for 36 months. That's right, 1.9% APR for 36 months on 2022 Mazda CX-5s and CX-9s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family every single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your trade and we'll give you top dollar for it. Come take advantage of these scorching deals because the heat is on. At Mazda Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Visit our state-of-the-art facility located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaJackson.com. See dealer for details with credit on select models. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. 
that experience you get back the a on the test that you didn't know if you knew everything you get back the essay that you wrote in the middle of the night because you forgot it was due and you still get a b you know when those things happen you have to be happy and in this particular case i'm really happy that it is in fact calicia fragrance is the name of the plant that we've been trying to identify this morning now what i didn't know there are a lot of things i don't know um i have a friend who lost his sense of smell well, it had nothing to do with any, I mean, it was just one of those things that happened. And it's called parosmia is the name of this, um, the, the, the distorted sense of smell, where something, everybody smells things individually, but um, there's also there's also things that happen that cause you to, you're, some group of people to smell something that smells like one thing and something that somebody else doesn't smell it that way at all. It's why not every cologne is for everybody. That's why we're going to need t- 10 different kinds of that new product, the combination sunscreen and insect repellent that we're going to wear for our summer fragrances. But this whole business of um, distorted sense of smell comes from different places it's in communications medicine, though, so that you, so you understand it's University of Reading, which I believe is in Pennsylvania. The team of scientists found that there are some really potent order, odor molecules in some things that trigger the parosmia. And in this particular case, I don't know how to tell you this, but if you go into the coffee shop and it smells bad to you, you might have parosmia. <laughs> That's right. But because it's all about how they smell. The smell of freshly, freshly ground coffee, for example, might smell like something burning to you. Um, there's, there are a whole bunch of other ones. It's not all in your head, is what most people are told. Oh, just ignore it. That's just, you're just, that's just in your head. Well, no, it's not. It's parosmia, and it's a distorted sense of smell, and it is something that exists. They tested this on coffee, and you'd be amazed how many people really didn't truly did not um, know that they had this particular thing. They really thought they were having an experience that was not real because so many people had told them that it wasn't that way. Unfortunately, it can also be a trigger. Um, the, the parosmia can be something that tells you something else is wrong, and if it goes on for a period of time, of course, you should consult your doctor because, well, ground coffee is not supposed to smell like burning trash. <laughs> so that's not how come we grind the coffee let's put it that way um thank you very much for that y'all are very kind let's see um i'm 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 sorry it's interesting to pay 40 dollars for an app i'm not going to do that (laughs) now the app that i worked on you can certainly you can purchase a membership and it and it is absolutely part of the thing but it's because it's such a huge other set of issues well one day this summer um, i'm going to get sharon in here to talk about it but i just i'm not i don't work there anymore so i can't tell you what's happening currently it's not that i don't work there i shouldn't say that we no longer have an expert panel they just run the app now and those of us out here in the world hear about it so it's not as expensive as that though i do not believe okay 
we have talked about here about um, imposter phenomenon and uh, the self-doubt that, that gives us problems. And in fact, it can be very, very difficult if you are, even when you're good at something, you're supposed to have a little bit of concern about it. Um, in my business, the business of writing and speaking, if you don't have a few butterflies in your stomach when the red light comes on or when they introduce you to come and speak before a group, something wrong with you, <laughs> I think. I think you need to be a little bit whoo, excited, because if you're not, you're not going to be on top of your game. There's nothing here to take for granted. That being said, it's time to book 2023. So if you have a garden club, if you have a festival, if you have an event and you want Garden Mama there, get in touch with me. Mama on air at yahoo.com. Now, one of the things that we talk about in things that we don't really understand, of course, are, is, is what that business about you don't feel good. You've had something happen to you. You go out in the garden and you work and you feel a little bit better, but later on you're thinking, well, I, it, the, even the food doesn't necessarily taste good. You're not into the bad smell business, but you're just in a, in a state as my mother would call it. We're understanding now that oftentimes when we have when we are depressed, we tend to eat things that are not good for us. Hello. Yes, there's there's we all know about this. Because you're eating what's comfort comfort food. And comfort food, let's face it, is not always the best for us. It's good for our hearts, but it may not be good for our bodies. On the other hand, the good bacteria that we have been con- learning to consume the healthy proteins that we've been learning to consume, and the whole business of eating on a regular basis does help us to combat the depression that we may not even know that we have. One of the things that people need to understand is that if you are having a lot of, shall we say, tummy trouble, you might be depressed because your gut biome is not sustaining your body. Think about it and get take a little bit more concern for yourself. Get out and do the garden. Yep, grow a few vegetables. Anything you grow yourself is going to be a little bit better than something that you have to purchase. I know I have wonderful farmers in my group and my family, but when you go out in the backyard and you you harvest it or you take it out of the container and and pick it yourself, there's something about that that makes you very, very happy. And it, it doesn't necessarily combat depression in the overall sense, but it's all of our ways of coping with things like that that make so much sense. That's why we garden. We garden so we're happier and healthier and that's good that's for us to do um let's see chris just got in the truck in oxford let's see what he says um let's see oh okay well thank you (laughs) thank you chris oh my goodness the conversation about microplastics goes on and on and on now we are understanding that they're even finding them, for example, in things like lentil seedlings out in the in, in, in that where, where things are watered out in the field. We're even finding microplastics, but we've also got plenty of activity on the other end of the scale, talking about things like this bionic robofish. Yes, that's right. We've now got a robofish to remove the plastics. This is so cool. If we can have self-propelled drones that run around and clean things up of any sort like that, I'm for it. I love this. Um, the, the best part about this one, however, is that this particular tiny robot fish, okay, it's not a fish, it's a robot fish. It is programmed to remove microplastics, latches onto those free-floating microplastics, absorbs them, grabs them, and 
absorb ab, adsorbs them on its soft flexible body gets it gets them to hook on and guess what else this thing can fix itself if it gets damaged i love this um we understand of course that microplastics are the billions and billions hello carl sagan of tiny plastic particles that fragment from bigger things there's some things that are made tiny But there are also the micro ones that you can't see an individual of that those break down. And then the other things break down, too. Water bottles, um, some synthetic fabrics, some even car tires, okay, can have this. They are one of the 21st century's biggest problems because once they're dispersed, it's very hard to get rid of them. And, in fact, they are very high on the survival list, so they find their ways into everything. I love this. These little robo-fish are teeny-tiny inch and a half long i think they go they're they're um no five inches long and they have a fast fast move but the really very cool thing is that they're they're manufactured by elements in the sea mother of pearl okay that that nacre that it's inspired them is something that can survive in that environment so that's really a very important part of this but they also could the thing can fix itself which frankly i wish i could do um but this is a stretchy flexible product that they have made it can actually pull up much more than its own weight in materials and it absorbs them because the organic dyes, the antibiotics, and the heavy metals in the microplastics have really, really strong chemical bonds. That's why it's so hard to get rid of them in the environment. And that makes an electrostatic interaction with the fish materials, the the materials the fish is made out of. This is so cool. It's very, very cool. After the robot collects, of course, the researchers can then analyze what's in that water and find out what happened and where it all came from. It's really very smart. Very, very, very smart. 888-808-8637 is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395, of course, is the text line. Um, there's, there, there's, um, we're talking about apps on the text line, but I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to promote it today because I can't tell you what setting, I don't know what setting it's in. I don't know what setting you're in either. So <laughs> I haven't looked at that for a long time. Ooh. But I can tell you, hello, you going to Florida? Hmm. Are you going python hunting? Hmm. Well, you might want to. You might not. I'm really happy to tell you that in addition to the lionfish capture that is turning into fish leather, we are now getting the bit. We have now just recently managed to find the biggest python they've ever found in Florida. Now, you know, the pythons escaped. Unfortunately, they're wreaking havoc on the environment because, yes, they eat everything, even deer. Mm -hmm. That's right. They have native habitats in Southeast Asia. They can reach 20 feet long in their native environments. They're getting that big now. This gigantic python found in Florida, 18 feet long, Mm -hmm. 30, 30 pounds more than the next largest python ever found. It weighed 215 pounds. This thing has multiple, multiple eggs in it. It was about to be a whole lot more pythons. And I have to tell you, it makes me very nervous. I, I hope that they can find a way. And I mean, I'm, I don't think we, they could put us all in python leather boots and there'd still be too many pythons. So I don't know. I don't know. 
Good morning from Batesville. Thank you very much. Hello. Nice to see y'all. Um, <laughs> thank you, Chris. That's funny. I have been uh, t- cutting down some of the amazing amount of crocosmia in my front bed. I have a bed of it, but now it's all over the place. As you know, if you've ever grown Montbrigia or or Crocosmia, um, it absolutely can take over. But the good news is that it's a plant that can be pulled out even when it's dry. So as I walked along that that space in the garden this week, even though the weather's really dry and you don't think about pulling things up, their tiny little corms will come right out of the ground. It's also true that if you want them somewhere else, this is not a bad time to plant them. I'm probably not in need of more, but you might be. Oh, then you might want to have some. For those of you who have purple ruellia, you have seen that it continues to bloom no matter what the weather is, rain, sun, hot, burning hot, flaming hot, it's still going to bloom. The white one that I have is twice the size it was last year, much to my surprise. And it has flowers on it sooner. It didn't bloom until August last year. So I'm very happy to find that. Um, Really, really nice. Let's see. Um, Yes, that's true. There's there's always, Terry and Bugachina, there's always a bigger fish. They're absolutely right. (laughs) It's very, very true. Let's see. Um, The purple hole peas look like they're encrusted with aphids to me. And um, the ants are there because the aphids are there. The aphids, uh, the ants farm the aphids and bring them up to the top of the plant where they can feed better, and then they eat the aphids too. So it's a it's a biodynamic system that you need to get rid of. Blast it. This is where we use the water hose nozzle that tightens up into a really strong stream. Blast those things off of there and come back and spray with an insecticidal soap. You may have to do it several times, the spraying part, because there there are a lot of them there and they're clearly taking over. But yes, that the aphid problem this year, they're taking advantage of the dry weather. And also, they're very hungry. So there's they're, they're getting into the green matter of the plant. The ants, in turn, farm the aphids for their own benefit. And it'd be a, it'd be good practice for you to get them out there, get out there and get them off the plants. The good news is that aphids are slow, so when you blast them with the hose and get them off the plant, it, they seldom make it back to the top of the plant. It they just don't. And if they do, you see them coming, so to speak. You'll see fewer of them in the the next just very very soon. The next day after you blast off, you'll see fewer of them. And when you need to do it more than once, you can certainly do that. That's not a problem. Okay. Okay. Aphids are a big deal, and we, I don't even know how many people have gotten their PhDs in various parts of controlling aphids, but we call, it all comes down to this. you got to get ahead of them, and you got to keep them at bay. So blast them off, spray them, and then do it again. <laughs> yes, there's news about growing vegetables. We need to grow a few more, frankly, and I'm, ha- I'm happy to help. Very happy. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't heard this in a long time. I do like just a little bit of violin music. Don't go to sleep. Come back. This is Weekend Gardening. Okay, Mississippi, I can't leap the Beau Rivage in a single bound. 
but I do feel like a superhero because my parents got informed and we're vaccinated. So together, we stay safer and save lives. Vaccines are safe and available for children ages 5 to 11. If you were fully vaccinated five months ago or longer, the best defense is to get a booster. Be a superhero, the Mississippi way. Get vaccinated or boosted today. Got questions? Connect with a physician of the Mississippi State Medical Association by visiting the MSWay.com. You're about to fire up some delicious steaks in the backyard and suddenly the wind blows out your propane grill flame. Now what? First, turn off the gas and open up the grill lid. Check your grill manufacturer's instructions for when it's safe to relight the grill, but always leave the gas off and the lid open for at least five minutes before relighting. And remember, never lean over the grill during lighting or cooking. Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we too want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com this is Michael Cassidy. My opponent, Mr. Guest, has been caught coordinating with Democrat leaders to rig our Republican primary by turning their voters out to vote for him in Tuesday's runoff election. Guest has been voting with Democrats for the January 6th Commission and for Planned Parenthood, and now he's relying on them to keep him in Congress. Don't let Democrats steal our election. Vote Cassidy in Tuesday's Republican runoff. I'm Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cassidy for Congress. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Bob Boyd Honda is the place in Mississippi for Honda benefits and service. Our extensive warranty gives every Honda certified pre-owned vehicle owner peace of mind. With Honda True Certified Plus, you get powertrain coverage up to seven years or 100,000 miles. You also get a 182 multi-point inspection with a downloadable vehicle report from Honda. There's nobody who knows what a Honda needs or how to service one like our Honda Certified Technicians. Swing by Bob Boyd Honda and let's get you a deal. deal. Everybody seems like I'm 
person who just sent me a text. No, I have not cut my hair. <laughs> it's just pinned up. Y'all are so funny. Thank you so much for watching the video feed. I do get up on Saturday mornings and attempt to brush my hair and try very hard to put on clothes that match so that when you look at me, the earrings are not too contrasting with the rest of my appearance. Thank you very much. It's embarrassing, but I like it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> the text line is really heating up, so let's get into those right quick. Uh, let's see. Johnny's in Cleveland. Hey there. What a great place. Y'all are so sweet to listen to me. What's happened to my red tops, he says. I'm looking at the red top photinia, which is a classic, beautiful shrub. Unfortunately, the red part does get this leaf spot on it, and it has reduced the popularity of these shrubs over time. What you can do about it is to cut it off. The new growth will come back again, and it will be red and pretty until it happens again. It's not something that we can necessarily cure because any kind of fungus problem is not curable it is treatable and we can slow it down we slow this one down by cutting off the damage getting it out of the garden and then you can spray or drench the new growth with some with a fungicide as it comes on it may or may not keep it from happening but you can keep it under control with pruning definitely okay um, how to root crepe myrtles, Wiley and Newton. Well, you have a couple of choices. Like many things, crepe myrtles can be rooted in with semi-soft wood. When you go out there right now and find a branch that's not blooming, you bend it. If it snaps in your finger, it's too hard. It's not going to root readily. But if it bends a little bit, not tender, but just bends a little bit, it will root. Take a six-inch cutting, take the leaves off of the lower two inches, and put it into, roll it in a rooting hormone, put it into a mix of potting soil and sand or something else that you can keep damp without it getting over wet, over watered and you'll, you'll be able to root them that way. It's also true that crepe myrtles can be rooted in the wintertime from hardwood cuttings, and a lot of people will do that. So if you decide to do that, let me know, and I'll be happy to help you. Paula, thank you in Greenwood for showing me those beautiful tiger lilies. Oh, I love tiger lilies. You know, tiger lilies are really our... Just like there's only one vining lily, it's Gloriosa lilies. Those are lovely, but they're not from here. Tiger lilies are, and they're really the only one that we have uh, quite as quite as long a history with. Oh, my goodness. Well, the raspberry plants are not looking too good. I don't know where you are. Batesville. Okay. Um, they're... It looks to me like they've got a classic leaf disorder problem. It may or may not be heat-related, depending on the variety of the raspberry. Some of the raspberries are better able to take the heat than others are. If it's a really old plant, you may be just seeing heat damage. On the other hand, you could be seeing a, a, a mite problem. So I would cut off this damaged part because it looks like it's just in the top growth. Get that out of your garden and then just watch them because it may be something temporary. This may be just a case where it, it got too hot for the plants and they shred they, they shredded themselves. They lost their photosynthesis ability in that particular part of the plant and they just got undone. Or if there's webbing on the back of the leaves or if other leaves are browned um, but not completely crisped up, they're just like circles, you know, um, in them, then you might see you might have a leaf spot problem. Many times Raspberries, blackberries, all of that group of plants can get a pretty serious disorder, a fungal disorder, that they then outgrow or that then goes away when the weather changes. So I'm not going to suggest a big spray program right now. I'm going to say cut off the damage, 
and watch the plant. Okay, sometimes that's really all it takes. Uh, you have all of my joy. I love raspberries. I don't grow them, <laughs> so, so that's delightful. So that's wonderful. I do. I do love some raspberries, and there's no question but that you all. We can grow them here. It just depends on what variety it is and where you are. And baseball's pretty good. Got pretty good luck. Okay. Okay. Yes, indeed. I'm happy to tell you that as Garden Mama, I get a chance to be with you on Saturdays. You can get in touch with me during the week, Mama on Air at Yahoo.com, or you can become a patron. You can become a subscriber. Just go to Linktree slash Garden Mama. And you'll find my, the list of things there that, that get you in touch with me in other places. I'm very happy that that has come to be because I used to have to talk for five minutes just to tell you how to get in touch with me in different ways. But now I can just say Linktree slash Garden Mama and you can get in touch with me there. It's not that difficult. One of the things that I'm doing this week, and I know it just sounds awful, but if you haven't already gotten yourself a, a nice rhythm of getting ready to water for the the next set of plants this is the time to do it and by that i'm telling you it's the end of june yeah that's right you 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 may like me still be picking tomatoes um you may like me still be picking some peas i'm waiting on my tabasco peppers to ripen up but it's time to think about the fall garden coming up in july so by all means give yourself a little energy to do that and i'm here to help you i do believe that there will be more opportunities for us to grow vegetables as more people are interested in it we will have more and more opportunities to talk about that together i have always been known as somebody who grows a little bit of everything and that's because well it's not short attention span necessarily which is what i started to say i have a fairly long attention span but i like diversity and so if i only grew ferns for example that'd be great but i would still want to grow something else too so i I do that humans can't but turtles can what can turtles do that we can't do we need to study these jokers i'm telling you that all organisms live and die we get that but turtles have this way of reducing their weakening and their deterioration the natural process that happens so i'm looking forward to this out of the 52 species 75 percent showed very very slow senescence or that is to say the decline with age but 80 percent are slower than than humans so that's really good news and when we work on They've been studying tortoises and turtles, living ones in zoos and aquariums, and they find that some of the species can really reduce their rate of aging in response to the improved living conditions in the zoos and the aquariums compared to the wild, which I kind of think kind of um, moves us towards being able to have the opportunity to perhaps pay attention and get a little bit more like them i don't know we'll have to see university of southern denmark is doing this work they have published studies in science so that you know that it is a huge thing now here's one of the big differences about humans and us even after they mature they keep growing so they think that there might be something in this um, because we don't find humans getting less aged in better living conditions okay might be the definition of better i don't know just interesting interesting stuff um let's see johnny says he didn't hear the answer okay um you you've got uh i'm hoping that you can hear me now you've got a fungus on the red tip photinia 
And the answer is to prune it off, get that out of the garden. You can spray the plants or the new growth with fungicide. It's going to be a problem. This is a problem with that particular plant. And it does happen, but it's also curable by cutting it off. We can't stop the fungus, but we can slow the damage down or get it to where it's not as big an issue. I hope that you were able to hear that. Okie dokie. Oh, that's really beautiful. John's sending such gorgeous things today. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. There's a whole lot of work about finches that has been reported this year, and I don't know when I'm going to get to it. I'm holding on to these stories, but if you're a finch person, send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I will let you know what it's all about. Meanwhile, I'm telling you, water your garden, wear your hat, Put on your sunscreen, put on your insect repellent, and come back here next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make summer fun again. There's lots to win from Rectech pellet grills and very cool coolers to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or over. Go to mslotteryhome.com to sign up to be a lottery insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people, we offer shelter to people seeking life change, and we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf wearing sheep's clothing. Is that is paid for and approved by the MS Conservative Action Pact and not approved by any candidate. Or- A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.